0: Good evening once again, everybody. We welcome you to the Jacob Media Sports Network. I'm Derek Gunn. This is Draft Takes. It is brought to you by IBEW 98. Shout out to everybody who was last on to our coverage all day long, all night long throughout the course of this draft. As I promised earlier tonight uh, after round number two, uh, Tim McManus from ESPN.com and my, my former colleague and friend, well, sometimes friend, Barrett Brooks from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Yeah, wait a minute. Bar- Barrett. Milton. Wait. Milton. Milton, man. In Milton. The third round, the Philadelphia Eagles select Milton Williams, a 6'3, 285 pound defensive end slash D tackle from Louisiana Tech. You can see by the smile on Tim's face and the disdain on Barrett's face uh, <laughs> that they are both in a state of shock right now. And, Tim. You know, we were giving Howie so many props after that first pick. Then he comes up with an offensive center in the second round with coming off a torn ACL. Then on top of that, they trade back in the third round from 70 to 73 just to also get the 198 first pick in the NFL draft, a player who will be lucky to make the practice squad to pick up Milton Williams. Your thoughts on that, sir? Well, you
1: need that fourth, sixth round pick, Gunner, and uh, you know the the sound that you hear is the air coming out of the balloon in Philadelphia after uh, you know the high of the first round, and and we don't know how these picks are going to pan out ultimately, but it's it's feeling deflated. Yes, we I do. do. Oh, yes, do. we do. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: No, I mean, uh, I mean. When I was listening to the broadcast, you know, they were comparing, I guess, some of his uh, numbers, uh, testing numbers, to Aaron Donald. So that perked up my ears. But you know, on the face of it, they don't need a, a another defensive tackle at least right now. We know that they need to invest in the position, and maybe he'll move around to to D end and D tackle. But clearly, I think a lot of people's minds were on the secondary in this in this uh, round and, you know, and on day two. And and all these CBs have gone off the board and and, uh, you know, the names that they're picking are just
2: a little bit suspect. Barry. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a little yeah. more than suspect, man. You yeah.
0: Barry, OK, here's a guy who was a two hundred eighty five pound D tackle. He's billed as a defensive end, uh, making a transition to the NFL.
2: Can he play DN? Is he a DN in the NFL? Um, he, right now, he's a tweener. He's 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 not fast enough, or had that quick twitch to be a defensive end at a full time capacity um, out there on the edge, going against bigger offensive tackles. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. But I also think he's too small to go in and play at the three technique um, without the explosiveness to go out there and do that. Don't do not do that. Don't He does not remind you of Aaron Donalds. His numbers don't look anything <laughs> like Aaron hey, I
1: didn't say that. I'm just passing along the information. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But
2: well, I'm sure just saying,
1: good,
2: yeah, but I mean, it, it, at this point, you know, if that draft board is saying that he was the best available at this point, then, you know, uh, maybe he, I, I see why Howie doesn't go by the draft board. You know, he was saying that that's what he's going to do. He's going to concentrate on staying on the draft board. And if that's the best available at this point, then we have a problem with that draft board because we need cornerbacks more than anything else. Like I said, we have to stop the, the amount of talent that these teams have at the wide receiver position in this division. You say it's a weak division. Well, it doesn't look too weak to me when you have Galladay, um, you have Slayton, uh, you, you you have Ross, and now they've added Tony to the mix. Um, you know in the first round as a rookie with the Giants you go down to Dallas you got amari Cooper you you mean you, you, you you've got legitimate I mean legitimate guys in there that could go out there and, and and make things happen on the outside. so why are we not respecting the fact that we have a a, um, a, a a secondary that can't go out there and impose their will on any of the receivers in this division I mean even the Washington football team, went out and got players. You I mean we are not going and in, in, in investing in a draft class that can make a major difference in this division. And that's a problem with me because we don't have the money to go out there and get a big free agent in the in, in as the quarterback position. We just don't have it. So how are we supposed to compete on third down with the likes of guys that, you know, are too small to go in and play at the um you know, at, at the cornerback position on the outside, I mean, Avante Max, I love him, but I mean, I don't know at this point if he's big enough to play on the outside. We lost a guy that was like a jack of all trades, you know, in 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 Mills. So, what are we going to do to compete? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm starting to get a headache now, man, because it's going to be a long season if we're going out there with you know you know the repertoire that we have. I, I I'm I'm really dejected at this point. I, I I I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm I'm frustrated. Um, I'm about to go downstairs and work out, man, so I can release some of this frustration. I'm going to work out. I'm going to jump on a bike for a couple minutes and, you know, probably lift a little weight and then jump in the sauna, man, and then shut it down and wait for the major disappointment
0: tomorrow also. Tim, it wasn't that long ago when Andy Weidel, who's the head of the Eagle Scouting staff, told us all that we will take the best athletes available. Well, they appeared to do that in round number one. We were all excited and and shocked and and elated that they did that. But when you look at rounds number two and three, you take a a center coming off an ACL tear, you trade down to get a DN slash D tackle that really wasn't a high commodity. When you look at some of the possible talent that's still on the board, it's almost like they're reverting back to what we didn't want to see them do in previous drafts.
1: Yeah, and you're getting, at least right now, backups um and that's fine i mean that the draft is supposed to be projecting two or three years down the line but if you if you look at the the round two pick the extensive injury history i mean we're not just talking about an acl in december we're talking about two acls and he revealed on the conference call with us he also had the tightrope surgery on his ankle the one that lane johnson uh, was coming off of and 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 cost him you know a large part of of last year. And then, you know, this is a team that has struggled so badly with injuries that you just wonder like the thinking of okay, now you're going to add somebody who who obviously has these kind of Red flags with it. And then, you know, where is M- Milton Williams going to fit and how does he fit Jonathan Gannon's system? I'm really curious to hear that because where Jim Schwartz really let his defensive line attack, you know, my understanding of his Gannon is going to be more of a read and react. Like it's not just going to be pinning your ears back and go. So how does a 284
2: pound defensive tackle fit into that? You're right, man. I mean, and then I look at the, you know, the draft picks after, um, you know, Williams. And like the cornerback from Minnesota, um, St. I think Justy or whatever his name is, St. Just. I mean, this kid was a competitor. You know, I watched him play against um, Michigan. I watched him play against uh, Maryland. And he has legitimate quarterback skills. You know, he has side and the speed to go out there and make plays. We didn't pick him up. Then I look at um, Paulson Adebo from, from from Stanford, another guy that can go out there and compete. Um, you know, has, you know... A little bit of a, a quick twitch, you know these are cornerbacks that can play, and I think they would do a lot better than having a defensive tackle that won't play for a while. I mean I'm a firm believer when you when you go through the draft and you know and I've talked to a lot of GMs, a lot of scouts and everything, the first three rounds are supposed to be filled with people that are going to go out and make a difference and play their first year. I was a second round draft pick. I started every single game, my rookie year. I mean, you go, you're go. you supposed to come in and contribute, whether it's on special teams, whether it's, uh, you know, a starter, whether you're alternating. You're supposed to be an impact player on the field. We didn't see that. I mean, okay, at the quarterback position, Hurts came in and played at the end of the season. But other than that, who else played? Davion Taylor didn't play. You know, um, I, I I just don't see the production out of the first three rounds that you need to be able to compete. You know, we talked um, last night on, on the show we did, you know, a draft show I did last night. You can have a draft like, like you know, the Saints had when they had all those players come in and just start playing immediately. And, and and it turned the Saints organization around. You know, Rivers, all those guys, the big tackle, he came in in the same draft. When you get a draft and you draft guys are going to play now, then you have a different perspective on right. the division. Because now you're competing in the division as opposed to waiting to compete in the division. We are going to wait so long that we're going to be out of this division before it even starts. I don't see us winning more than, you know, a couple of games now because we're not prepared like we're ready to play right now.
0: Tim, I agree with a statement you made a few moments ago about this is a round where you start adding players for depth on a roster. But I will also add the teams that are just looking to add future depth are teams that are already considered cons- contenders. You know, you're talking about the Baltimore's, the Kansas Cities, the Green Bays, uh, teams like that that are already – at the top of the profession, when you're at the bottom, where the eagles are, it's imperative that you. I don't want to use the word impact because beyond the first round, why not? Why
2: not? Why wouldn't you say that? You I, should say that. This is I, first to third round. You, you're supposed to get impact players, D Gun.
0: Yeah, but but we've watched the history of this team recently in the draft, and how many impact players have they gotten? Really? Right. It's not working. It? So we need to do. <laughs> but, see, but but but. This team has been shredded this offseason. Some of their behind-the-door working mechanisms have been revealed. So they come out as a united front, and they try to tell us, we're changing the mindset. We're changing the the, the, uh, direction, which they did. They got rid of the head coach. They got rid of the franchise quarterback. Most of the players who were part of that 2017 Super Bowl run and the coaching staff are no longer here. So if you're going to get younger, and let's face it, Every team goes through a retooling slash rebuilding process. And as we've seen in the NFL, it only takes a couple of years to really turn the corner and get back up there to be competitive again. But when you look at what the Eagles are doing, how they're devoid of talent across the board on defense. Now I love Brandon Graham. I think uh, Derek Barnett is a quality player when he's healthy. I think Josh Sweat can give you significant moments, but – One day he's hot, one day he's cold. They add an Eric Wilson, okay, but who's playing opposite him? Darius Slate, three-fourths of your secondary is a huge question mark. Rodney McLeod's coming back from an ACL tear. Okay, you bring in an Anthony Harris, but you still – those are big question marks. You don't know if Rodney McLeod is ever going to be the player that he was coming off that ACL. How many players have we seen come off an ACL and they're not the same player that they were before a significant injury like that. You know, there was a few years ago, Anthony Harris was considered one of the better safeties in the National Football League. All of a sudden, he's losing a step. He's not the player he was. So what do you expect from this player here in this game? So I I don't understand the mindset when they tell you they're doing something different. Yes, Mr. Brooks, you raised your hand. You can go ahead and speak, sir. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I
2: I, I just want to say... If you're building, okay, I can see you're building. But why not get impact players while you're building? And I and I, I spoke with you guys about the draft. You know that the Saints did in 2017. Right. Let me read the play. Let me let me read the players from this from this 2017 draft and how they changed the, the the whole outlook on how you look at the Saints team. How they became competitors instantly. All right, first first round, they get Ryan Ram uh, Ramchek. He's been a starter there since he's gotten there. They go out and get Alvin Kamara. Okay, that's that's not enough, they get Marcus Williams, you know, Pro Bowl safety. Oh, if that's not enough, they get Marshawn Lattimore. Are we not talking about some of the best at that position in one draft? So I'm, I'm tired of, you know, all right, we're trying to rebuild. You can rebuild by bringing in, quality talent first round talent talent that you know you did the research on and you can see that they can come in and play immediately all those guys came in and started immediately immediately you know alvin Kamara, the third round of course he started out at alabama went to tennessee barely played there because they didn't use him enough but they saw the talent in him. ryan rancher he's been there for you know, he's been a staple there at, at the right tackle position, and he won't go anywhere. He's going to be there for a long time. I mean, this I this is – I just get frustrated because we're getting shoulda, coulda, wouldas instead of getting guys that could go out and be tangible from day one.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of the frustration is that – it feels like they're getting back into that pattern of overthinking things. Yes. I mean, and the, the second round in particular, when you have somebody like Asante Samuel, when you have KOJ, the linebacker from Notre Dame, I mean, you know, put those guys in and they are going to produce for you probably right away acquisitions yes. of absolute need. Uh, you know, and the round three, I mean, are they going the route of Davion Taylor again where they're they're getting consumed with some numbers uh, and that is throwing them off track of what should be right Right in front of their eyes of of better prospects and so that's that's where it's starting to feel like whereas the first round it was like okay they got it like that was that was the right move at a position of need somebody that can come in and rip it up right away and it just seems like day two has been popped the air
2: right out of that balloon mm. i feel like telegater nights shake and bake shake and bake they got me bro
0: Tim we've heard Barrett talk about how frustrated he is would you use the word frustration to describe where you are right now or more baffled
1: I I think baffled I mean and I guess you know I I shouldn't be like the fact that they went offensive defensive line like that's that is their mo like that you know we probably should have seen that coming but you know to to use the second round pick on a player that has such extensive injury history. You just don't need to take that big of a risk. Like I understand the upside is great with him. I'm sure they fell in love with him. Team leader, like, you know, the man at Alabama. Uh, I, I get it, but you really have to look through a lot of flags in order to be like, that's my guy. When there were cleaner prospects on the table, that's the issue that I have. I mean, I don't need I don't need the prospect to come in and plug and play during a rebuild, yeah. uh, but I but I do need it to be a cleaner prospect in order to feel good about the decisions that the organization is
2: making. All right, but, Tim. How about this, Tim? Yeah. How about you go and get the best center in the draft? How about you go and get Creed Humphreys, yeah, an All American, the best center in the draft, somebody who go a, out there and he's dominate. Yeah, he's a beast from Oklahoma. How about mm-hmm. making that pick, and then he gets picked, you know, in the, in the tail end of the draft. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to try to sleep on it. Hey, Tim, we know
0: uh, Howie Roseman and his brain trust are going to come out soon to talk about their second and third round picks. What's the, What's the one question that you want to ask Howie or Andy Weidel or Nick Sirianni in terms of what they did in rounds two and three?
2: What did you guys do in rounds two and three? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask, can I borrow that card? Yeah. The, the weed card you got, you guys got to be smoking something, man. Let me, let me get that weed card you got. Let me borrow it. You know what I mean? Because at this Bro. point, you know, that's that's I mean. It's, it's idiotic, man. I, I just don't see. And you can't, you can't sugarcoat this and say that this is a good, good second, um, second day. You can't sugarcoat this. You can't, you can't go out there and and say that you guys really did your studying and really put a game plan together for success right now. You know, you, you, you could build, you could build for the future with quality players. I mean, is that hard? Is it that hard to go out and build the future with quality players? It just can't be that hard. Ridiculous, man. This is, this is, this, this is a catastrophe right now. I, I feel, I feel like we're getting, we're being laughed at in the division, you know, and I'm, I'm keeping the division focused. We're getting laughed at in the division right now. We got a center that won't play. i got Rounds one, two, three—you have to play. You have to come in and contribute. The only person is going to contribute right now is 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 the receiver. You know, Smith is the only one that's going to contribute right though. These two will not see the field. In fact, they—I hope they clear waivers because they're going to be on the practice squad. I hope they clear waivers.
1: <laughs> that I think that if I get my uh, question into Howie, it's going to be about the fact that you know this 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 team has had one injury after the next. They've identified it as yep. like a huge concern. They've dedicated tons of resources into like, let's try to get it right. Let's, let's look at all these numbers and see how can we get healthy and then turn around and, and make this decision. Like, you know, and, and I feel, you know, I mean the prospect, I'm, like he said, you know, he's not going to let that kind of thing deter him and he's hoping <laughs> that he's ready for the season and all kind of stuff, but you don't even know if he's going to be ready for the season. Uh, hey, uh, hey yeah. Tim.
0: Tim, yeah. If, if Howie tells you on either one of these picks they were great value picks, I will give you a hundred bucks if you tell him. Howie, shut up! I will give you a hundred <laughs> bucks if you tell him that. Just a hundred? I'll also buy you. A, I'll buy you a steak dinner at the restaurant of your choice. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> I'll you, ponder
1: so. that over the next few minutes.
2: Don't waste. Don't waste your time, man. Don't even waste your time because they can't legitimize this. There's no way they can just. You. There's no way to say that they got value in these last two picks. There's no see, way. See, now there's
0: a part of me that wants to think, okay, with the way this draft is going for this team, maybe they're going, going to try to fill some gaps with low-level veterans just to hold a fort down. But when you look at their cap situ- situation, Tim, they can't really get many players, can they, because of the cap restraint right now?
1: No. I mean, that you know, there's still, because of the suppressed market, um, you know, there's a couple cornerbacks that are still out there. Yep. That they, that they can go out and get and plug in. And Jonathan Gannon has, a, you know, the history with defensive backs. So you hope that he can coach somebody up. Uh, but Darius Slay, let's be honest, Darius Slay was a disappointment last year. I mean, yeah. you know, they didn't get the Darius Slay that I saw in Detroit. And now that he's north of 30, you know, are you ever going to get that version of him? And so it, it wasn't just about filling in uh, opposite Slay. It was about, you know, finding some legit starters. Um, you know, for when they're ready to contend again. And right now, that cupboard is super bare. Like, who are you, who are you going out with right now? Mm-hmm. Who Who is the starting cornerback? Is it Michael Chiquette? Opp-
2: yes, J- Opp- J- st- you know, that, that guy. That guy, yeah. Right? Chiquette, yeah. You got uh, Avanti Maddox. Um, you know, let me look. Let, I, you know what? That's good. Let me look at this. Let me look at these DBs right now. You know, just, I mean, and this is not even me trying to be funny. This is me really trying to analyze, Do we have a shot, a snowball's chance of of, of going out there and covering anybody in this division? And I'm looking, and no, we don't. I mean, we got Kayvon Seymour. We got Anthony Harris. You know, he'll be good. Anthony Harris will be good. Oh, okay, we got Marcus. No, he's not going to be good. Marcus Epps. Marcus Epps? No. We got Avante Maddox. Okay. We got Craig James still. We got Michael Michael... No, Michael Oh, okay. Arnold Garland. No, no, no. Uh, Shaquille Taylor. Nah. Yeah, we're in trouble, fellas. We're in, we're in a lot of trouble. I don't know how we can go forward and, and fill the team like this and think we can compete in this division. We can't. It's, it's, it's not possible. You know, it's not like we have a veteran like, you know, Robinson. You know, Patrick Robinson, we came in. I didn't think he was going to right. make the team, you know, right. in 2017. I mean, he looked as bad as you can look in camp but he turned it around he became a uh uh, you know he was you know almost a pro bowl player but you can't you know say that that, you know you're going to get a player like that to just come in and, and 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 you know fill the void like that i mean you'd be stupid to think that you could you know get lightning from a bottle again this is what you do you draft right now for your future and they're not drafting right now that can you know, guys that can play right now? We need guys can play right now, not just for the future. That can play right now.
0: Well, you got Milton Williams. What do you want? You got Milton Williams. Aaron Donald, you mean? Yeah, Aaron <laughs> Donald, like Aaron yeah. Donald Jr. You they got, got the, the same numbers. numbers. All right, and you know, I hate to do this because you know one of one of the few things I hate about our jobs is people always want you to do projections. You know, and I hate doing projections because very few times are you right, but. As we Eagles look-
2: MGC. I, I wish you could say that in my face, bro. <laughs> what? What's that? Look at the stream. What did he say? Look, look at the stream.
0: Oh, geez. All right. As we look at this t- this roster right now, I'm going to start with you, Tim. Give me your projection. When you look at the Eagles schedule for 2021, uh, they're over under on wins.
1: Well, we got an extra game to play with now, right, boys? So, uh,
0: seventeen. Uh, so we can put that up.
1: I'm, I'm at like a, like a
2: seven.
0: <laughs> oh, a generous seven? Okay. Mr. Brooks?
2: I'm going six. six? Mm-hmm. I'm going I seven. think the over-under is
1: six and a half. So we're like, we're circling that, baby. Yeah. You're, right, you're right
0: there. Okay. So you think they're going to steal one that they're not supposed to steal? Right. Somewhere along the line. But that, that's
2: one win. What about the other five? There's six. <laughs> Coming from, <laughs> I mean, they are playing the Jets at the end of the year. They are playing the Jets. Hey, hey, don't talk
0: about the Jets by the end of the year. You know, Trevor Lawrence might be rookie of the year candidate.
2: So don't you be mean Wilson. About the you Jets. mean Wilson, Wilson? Huh? I'm Zach sorry, Wilson. Yeah,
0: Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry, Zach Wilson. He might be a rookie of the year candidate. You know, and plus the Jets added a wide receiver. Another team adding a wide receiver.
2: You know, me just like you know, just like the streamer saying. Who's going to be our number two cornerback at this point It's going to be Avanti, you know, or Craig James. I mean, that's, that's, that's the best we could field right now. How else are we going to compete in this, in this division? I mean, they have really good talent at the wide receiver position. Um, You know, Dak Prescott is on his way back. You got Fitz magic playing in the Washington football team. And we they're going to give Daniel Jones every opportunity with Saquon coming back. Yes to 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 be successful in that offense with the giants. So I mean they're definitely going to you know fill the team that, that it's going to be hands you know hands and feet above us. You know and you just have to look at their drafting and and, and that's why. Well the good news is if they're
0: that bad they're going to
2: draft even higher next year
0: plus they have the possible three first round picks in 2021. So maybe they'll get it right in t- I mean in 2022. So maybe they'll get it right in 2022. Well, you know, I mean,
2: just like the stream says T9com. He says they're not trying to compete this year. Well, you still even if you don't try to compete this year, get yeah. some great talent on, get some yeah. talent on this team yes. that, you know, that can compete now, doesn't mean they're going to be good now, but they could compete well. now. Yes, We're yes, not yes. even filling the team that can really compete, you know, and, and that's a problem with me, you know, and I I I wish I was, you know, a guy that can go in and ask questions like Tim McManus, but I can't, you know, they yeah. won't let me. <laughs>
1: and I actually have to uh, to go so I can ask Howie Roseman those questions. <laughs>
0: go. See, good good love, I was just about to say the fact that Tim McManus is still on this chat with us tells me that Howie is not there yet at the podium. It means they're circling the wagons on how they're going to strategically answer questions because they know they're going to get some fireball questions coming up. So Tim, I'm not going to hold you because I know you got to go, but I can't thank you enough for being on with us tonight. Uh, to talk about the Eagles draft picks, it went from extreme high to, as Barrett put it, frustrating, almost traumatizing to the point where he's got a bottle of, of maylocks on standby, plus a sauna, and a bicycle, a stationary bicycle ride coming up. Barrett Brooks, as always, I appreciate your time as well. Uh, you guys have just been locked on to the Jacob Media Sports Network. Uh, coming up next... Uh, more live reactions from John McMullen on verse 365. Also, Crousey jumps in to talk to the fans and get some reactions from you to fans. I cannot wait to hear what fans have to say about the Eagles second and third round picks. This has been draft takes presented by IBEW 98 for Tim McManus for Barrett Brooks. I'm Derek Gunn. Uh, Barrett and I will be back here tomorrow for rounds four through six and then rounds after round seven Zach Berman of The Athletic will join me to wrap up round seven and to give his opinion of the Eagles' overall draft. Can't wait to hear what Zach has to say. Zach always tries to be very diplomatic, but I doubt even Zach will take a diplomatic route this time when you consider what the Eagles so far have done in rounds two and number three. So, Mr. (laughs) Brooks, go enjoy your sauna, your stationary bike ride, and your Maylocks. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my evening. So long, everybody. Good night, bro.